This is episode 13 of Magic and the Law of Attraction with your host, Madame Pamita. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Madame Pamita, and you're listening once again to Magic and the Law of Attraction the podcast where you'll learn how to transform your life in magical ways to make it the very best that it can be. Well, 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 welcome to lucky episode 13 of the Magic and the Law of Attraction podcast. I am so very happy to be here with you. Doing this podcast is such a slice of joy in my life, and I am in such appreciation for you taking the time to subscribe, download, and listen to it. I just wanted to give you a little bit of an update on what's going on for me right now. For those of you just tuning into this episode for the first time, for the past month, I've been helping to take care of my father who is at the end of his life. I want to thank all of you who have sent such wonderfully supportive messages and energy as I go on this journey. When people ask how it's all going, I say it's really hard, but it's also really great. It's a lot like a spiritual trial where you're being tested and taken to a place that you didn't think you could handle but somehow you do, and because you do, you receive some amazing blessings. I mean, really amazing magical gifts along the way. There is some crying for sure, a lot of snot bubble in the nose kind of crying, I'm not afraid to admit, but when I get a chance to laugh now, it feels so, so good. So I guess it's just your basic emotional roller coaster. One of the things about this time is that I'm being given some amazing spiritual goodies. I've met some amazing spirit guides who are accompanying me on this journey. And I'm also learning to do something that I want to share with you, a really simple thing that I think pretty much anyone could benefit from, especially when you're feeling maxed out or depleted. From moment to moment, I remind myself to find my small pleasures. I ask myself, What would emotionally and spiritually nourish me right now? And then I find a way to do it. For me during this time, it's been doing things like going to yoga class with my fabulous yoga teacher, Pamela London, or taking magical intentional walks where I ask my guides to show me messages on the way. And by the way, one of today's messages was a dyed green feather from a feather boa. Now, whenever I see a feather, I know it's a message telling me that my angel guides are hovering nearby, but the fact that this Kelly green feather showed up was extra special for a number of reasons. On the serious side, green is the color of the Archangel Raphael, and I will totally take a dose of healing from an Archangel any time. But I also know that my guides have a sense of humor, so as I picked up this bright green feather boa feather in my path, I was thinking, okay, so one of my angel guides is a Las Vegas showgirl. I love that. So I've been also doing a lot of other spiritually and emotionally nourishing things like taking timeouts with hot baths, with a book and a glass of wine, watching old comedies, spending time with my kids, and even doing a little video gaming. 
Yes, I play World of Warcraft. It's my guilty pleasure. And of course, making this podcast for you is something that really feeds my soul. So thank you so much for listening and giving me a place to share some magic with you. I thank you. I appreciate you so much. And I send you love beams every single day. So for today's episode, I'm going to be taking you by the hand and together we're going to be getting into a new and exciting magical realm that you might not have had a chance to play with yet. The land of dreams. Yes, I'm going to be teaching you how to do dream magic. So Tammy from Michigan writes, how do you get someone to dream about you in a good way? I guess travel into their dreams or have them dream about getting back with you and have it really influence them so they will. I love this question because not only can we cover how to magically influence someone through dream work, but we can also get into all the other kinds of dream magic, receiving prophetic dreams, intentionally dreaming, connecting to other souls in the dreamscape, interpreting dreams, catching lucky numbers from dreams, contacting spirits in dreams, protection in the dream world, and dream spell work, a whole bunch of magic with your own dreams and magic with someone else's dreams. Like so many of the old ways that I teach you on this podcast, dream work has been something that people have been fascinated with throughout history. And we can find dream magic in every culture and in every religion. It's not surprising, really. Dreams are definitely one of the more bizarre and underexplored parts of being human. I mean, what is happening when we dream? When we dream, time and space are totally disjointed. We can immediately teleport from one location to another. We can see fantastical creatures. We can fly without wings or swim without scuba gear. We can connect with celebrities, meet people whom we've never met before, or reconnect with loved ones who have passed on from the physical realm. If you're the kind of person who is into Harry Potter type magic, the dream world lets us do all the magical things that Harry, Ron, and Hermione do in the books and movies, and then some. No wonder people have been fascinated with dreams throughout the ages. Now, dream work can be divided into two categories receiving dreams, and projecting into dreams. Wait, wait, I hear some of you out there saying, Madam Pamita, I don't have dreams. And while it may seem like you don't dream, that's not entirely true. All of us dream. We have to dream. There have been studies where they have denied people REM sleep, and REM sleep is where your dreams happen. If people are prevented from having REM sleep, all kinds of terrible things begin to occur. The subjects start hallucinating, they become paranoid, their blood pressure and stress levels skyrocket. They basically fall apart. In fact, without enough REM sleep, you will die. That's right, if you don't dream, you can die. Isn't that crazy? So yes, I don't have dreams folks out there. You do dream. You have to dream or you wouldn't be here. So what's really happening is that you are dreaming, but you don't remember your dreams in the morning or not much of them. So I recommend for anyone who is going to start working in the dream realm to really get their game on. Start with the foundation and make a magical dream journal. Each night before you go to sleep, 
write at the top of the page in your dream journal. I will remember my dreams tonight and they will be filled with helpful information. Or I will remember my dreams tonight and they will be happy, peaceful, and magical. Or whatever intention you want for your dreams. Then as soon as you wake up, write down any memory you have of your dreams from the night before, even if it's just fragments or feelings. The more you work on this dream journal magic, the more your conscious mind will start paying closer attention and remember your dreams. Even if you don't remember your dreams, continue to write your intention each night and eventually you will start remembering. And for those of you who already do remember your dreams, doing this magical exercise can really enhance the recall of the fine details. So, all right, we're ready. Let's first dive in to the kind of work that is done with receiving dreams. The first and probably the most well-known way of doing dream work is receiving messages, prophecies, and symbols. At least once in your life, you've probably done the thing where you have a dream and thought, that has to mean something more than just some weird dream. I wonder what it means. Well, if you've ever thought that, you're already one step ahead of the game, realizing that there are more to dreams than meet the eye. The dream realm is an amazing place where we can receive messages from our guides or our inner intuitive guidance or from the spirit world. Now, while we might get useful, helpful, or healing information from our dreams once in a while, we can actually do magic to make our dreams helpful more often. If you want to contact your guides in your dreams, for example, before you go to sleep, light a small blue candle. Blue is an excellent color to open up communication of any kind, including spirit communication. You can light a small tea light, but I recommend a really small candle, like a birthday candle. At the Parlor of Wonders, we have a birthday candle-sized beeswax taper for sale called a tiny taper, and these are really excellent for this kind of work. I'll put the links to these in the show notes if you'd like to try this spell. Anyway, you take this tiny candle and you dress it with spirit guide oil in an upward motion. Then you light it and speak your intention for your dream time. Your intention might be something like, may I meet a high vibration spirit guide in my dreams? Or, Holy Spirit, help me find the solution to my problem. Or, helpful and kind spirits, Show me what I need to do to bring in my true love or whatever. Once the candle has burned completely, and that's why a birthday candle is perfect because it will only take a few minutes to burn, you can go to sleep and then in the morning, write down your dreams in your dream journal and interpret. Yep, once you've written down your dream, it's now time to interpret it. First, look at it in terms of your question. Did you ask to meet one of your spirit guides? Then look at who showed up in your dreams. Did you ask for a solution to a problem? Your dream might show you a direct solution, but more likely, since dreams operate in the realm of symbols, you'll get a symbolic answer that you have to interpret. So how do we interpret the symbols of dreams? You don't have to be a Sigmund Freud to understand the language of dreams. Of course, you can go to dream dictionaries where they have a list of symbols and then interpretations of what those symbols mean. But I've had the best success just allowing my guides to tell me what my dream symbols meant. Let me give you an example to show you what this process looks like. 
Let's say I asked my guides to show me the answer to a question about my relationship. And then in my dream journal, I write, I had a dream that I was on a boat. There was a huge storm and giant waves were tossing the boat around like crazy. But I threw an anchor into the water and it helped the boat to remain steady. Then right after I threw the anchor in, the storm stopped and everything was peaceful and calm. First, I would look at the key words, boat, storm, waves, anchor, calm. And then I would look deeper at what they could mean in context of the relationship and write some stream of consciousness interpretation of the dream in my dream journal. So for example, I could write, first, what about the storm? Well, stormy arguments or tempestuous feelings. Maybe the boat is our relationship, having to ride out the ups and downs. What about the waves? Well, water is the element for emotions. Maybe the emotions are overwhelming, too big, too much. What about the anchor? The anchor could be something anchoring the relationship, making it feel more stable. I throw it in, so maybe I need to do something to stabilize the relationship. Maybe I need to throw something from the relationship overboard. And if I do, that will help the relationship to weather the storm. And once I do, the storm stops and everything gets calm again. Okay, through that very symbolic dream and the free form association of possible symbols, we see an actual solution to a problem in a relationship. You don't have to do your own dream interpretation though. Many reputable readers work in the realm of symbols and can help you to interpret your dreams. I've done this for many, many clients and really help them to discover what is happening in their dreams. So if you get stuck or want a second opinion on the meaning of a dream, book some time with a reader that you trust and see what insight they can give you. When you do this, you can also learn about the process for uncovering symbols and dreams. There's also another way to use the symbols of dreams called catching numbers in your dreams. This is an old hoodoo practice for finding the lucky numbers for games of chance. In the old days, it was for playing policy, but nowadays it can be used for lotto, kino, or betting on horses by the number. To do this, you need a lucky number dream book. Back at the turn of the 20th century, you could purchase these paper booklets, which are like dream dictionaries with many symbols listed, but instead of an interpretation of the symbol, there's a number listed. So for our example above, you might look up anchor and see the numbers 9, 11, 22 listed. And these would be the three lucky numbers that you would use for playing your game of chance. If you wanna check out a great collection of lucky number dream books, Lucky Mojo Curio Company has reprinted some amazing ones and I'll put the link to them in the show notes so you can check them out. Another way that some people can work with dreams is to dream prophecies or what sometimes called dreaming true. This seems to be something that some people are born with, that they can have a dream and then see what they dream come to pass. If you're not a person who has a natural gift, then I recommend drinking a cup of dandelion tea before bedtime. It tastes delicious, by the way. And then putting a spot of psychic vision oil on your forehead, right between your eyebrows, on your third eye. If you do this consistently, you'll start to have more and more psychic and prophetic dreams. 
So another way that you can make your dream time magical is to contact the spirits of people who have passed on. In that case, the prayer or intention before going to sleep should be something simple like, Uncle Walt, please come visit me in my dreams tonight. You can continue to ask that each night until Uncle Walt visits you in your dreams. This technique doesn't have to be just about people you knew in life. While it's much easier to connect with people you have known in life, you can also ask famous people from the past to visit you in your dreams. When doing this, inviting someone that you don't really know, I also think it's useful to add a circle of protection to your request, phrasing it something like, Cleopatra, I invite you to come visit me in my dreams tonight if you are a spirit of the highest vibration who will be helpful and kind to me in my dreams. By tagging that highest vibration, helpful and kind, you are covering all the bases and preventing any mischievous spirits from stirring up trouble in your dreams. In the case of famous people, I would also only invite them over the course of seven consecutive nights. If after seven nights they don't visit you in your dreams, then they probably are politely turning you down or may not be of the highest vibration and you should discontinue asking them. You don't want to be a spiritual pest, but you also don't want to be pestered by an unruly spirit, right? You can also ask for people who are alive to visit you in dreams. You might, for example, ask for your ex-lover to visit you in dreams so that you can reconcile on the astral plane. Or you could ask a potential lover to visit you so you can start a relationship. Doing this is probably one of the least coercive ways of working with dreams to start a reconciliation or to get someone to start thinking about you. You would just do it as you would ask someone who has passed on, just a simple request before you go to sleep, such as, John Smith, please come visit me in my dreams so that we can make up. So for those of you who want to do a gentler and less dominating form of dream work, this is perfect. Think of it like this. Asking someone to visit you in your dreams is like inviting someone to come over to your house. They have the freedom to come if they want or not. As we get into our next kind of dream magic where you go into someone else's dreams, we're treading into territory that is much more coercive, much more intrusive like walking through someone else's door uninvited. Some of you are going to be okay with that. And some of you are going to be like, oh, no, 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 that's too much. So if you want to do some dream work to connect to someone and don't want to cross that line, then inviting someone into your own dreams is a sweet and gentle way to do that. But let's talk about crossing that line because Tammy asked about it and some of you may want to do this. So let's get into controlling someone else's dreams. If you are going to work on going into someone else's dreams, again, it is much easier if you know the person versus getting into the dreams of a stranger. I mean, I would love Johnny Depp to start dreaming about me, but I can tell you it would be difficult because there's no link between us. And even if I was able to insert myself into his dreams, he wouldn't know who the heck I was. So again, it's better to spend your effort to get into the dreams of someone who will actually recognize that it's you once you're there. One way to connect to someone in their dreams is to get a skull candle. Again, a blue skull candle is great for dream communication, but a white one can also be used too. Write the person's name on the candle, inscribe it with a nail or a knife, and then dress it in influence oil 
and sprinkle it with a pinch of camphor and a pinch of myrrh. At a time that you know that the person will be asleep, dim all the lights in your room, light the candle, and focus on the flame for several minutes, meditating on your target. Once you feel a shift, meaning you feel as if you have made the dream connection, you can keep your eyes on the flame and speak to that person in a gentle, soft, lulling voice, telling your target what you want them to do in their dream time. An example of this could sound something like this. John Smith, you will dream about me. You will remember the good times that we had together and how much you loved me. You will miss me and dream about getting back together with me. You will dream about calling me, etc., etc. You can let the stream of consciousness ramble go on and on and on as long as you like. I really think that 10 to 15 minutes is very effective. When you are finished, snuff out the candle and repeat it again the next night. Keep doing this until you get the result that you are wanting or the candle is burned completely, whichever happens first. Another way to work on someone in their dreams is to burn incense. Burn a love incense, such as follow me boy or follow me girl, love me or come to me, or whatever intention you want to send. After your target has gone to sleep, light the incense and speak into the smoke and then waft it with your hands in the direction of their home, if you know it, and tell them what it is that you want them to dream, just as we did with the skull. If you can get into the person's bedroom before you do the skull candle or incense spell, you can make it even stronger by placing a dream packet beneath the person's bed between their mattress and their box spring. Take a flannel mojo bag with one star anise pod, a pinch of copal, and a pinch of calamus root in it. Secretly place it under their mattress to be a sort of transponder for your dream work and make your target more suggestible in their dreams. So there you have it, several amazing ways to work with your dreams magically. I hope that tonight you'll try some special dream work, working with a dream journal to enhance remembering your dreams, working on your own dreams to contact others, get solutions to problems, or working on someone else's dreams to influence them magically. Whatever dream work you do, my wish for you is that all your dreams are beautiful and magical. Well, that about does it for another episode of Magic and the Law of Attraction. If you want to make your magic even more magical, then please subscribe to the Spell a Week newsletter and get a free copy of my gorgeously illustrated ebook, Seven Secrets to Supercharge Your Spell Work. It's 33 pages of tips and tricks to give more power to your spells and see the strongest and fastest results. Just go to sevensecretsebook.com and get your free copy today. I want to say a very dreamy thank you to Tammy for her super inspiring question about dream work. If you have a question about spells, hoodoo, law of attraction, divination, and any other magical or spiritual topic, you can go to magicandthelawofattraction.com and submit your questions there. Your questions are so, 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 so awesome. I love reading through them. And if your question gets chosen for a future episode, you get a gift certificate to my online store, Madame Pamita's Parlor of Wonders, an esoteric emporium, spiritual apothecary, and repository of arcane wisdom. 
Basically, the Parlor of Wonders is your one-stop online shop for magical supplies, tarot reading, spells, and a ton of free magical instruction. The ingredients for every spell recipe that we mention on Magic and the Law of Attraction are available at parlorofwonders.com. So head on over there to check it out. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you who have subscribed to and shared this podcast with your friends and big, big love to the fabulous folks who have left reviews on iTunes. It really helps people find the show and I read every single review you write and they make me super happy. So thank you. Thank you to this week's fabulous listeners who have left some awesome reviews. And thank you to Patricia who said, this was love at first sight or better said, love at first listen. Thank you, Patricia. You are awesome. A super shout out to Sam Bruja who said, I've been around magic and the law of attraction for many years with many questions and she has made it so much more accessible in just the handful of podcasts I've listened to so far. Hey, Sam Bruja, thank you so much. I hope you keep listening and keep getting good stuff from the podcast. A jumbo thank you to Sav 80 who said, for once, I feel like someone is truly wanting to share their knowledge and teach others like myself. I love it when experienced magical people like you can get something from the show. I truly want to create something that beginners and experts alike can both get something from. So thank you for giving me that mission accomplished stamp of approval. And every week we run a contest to pick our favorite written review from that week and give that person a free 30-minute tarot reading with me. And we have a winner this week. This week's winner is Effie Cassidy, who said the latest episode was exactly what I needed, exactly when I needed it. Funny how that happens. I love when synchronicities happen. Thank you so much for your sweet, sweet review, Effie Cassidy. Please send me an email so we can send you your gift certificate for a 30-minute reading. Hey, you person out there who has not put up a review on iTunes yet, do you want a free 30-minute tarot reading too? You do? Well, then go to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast, and post a written review. Let me know what you like and what you want more of. We'll do it all again next week and give away another prize because I love giving away prizes. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm looking forward to next week's episode when we'll be answering the question, what makes herbs magical? Until next time, this is Madame Pamita saying, keep making your life the most magical adventure ever. <laughs>